Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hey, Buffalo Bills fans, it's Matt Warren, Editor-in-Chief at BuffaloRumblings.com, coming to you once again from Buffalo Rumblings Studios. This is Buffalo Rumblings Q&A, and it wouldn't be a whole lot without your questions. You can get in touch with us by calling us and leaving a voicemail 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, on our voicemail line, 716-508-0405. You can send us a tweet at rumblings Q and A with the word and spelled out in the middle of it. You can leave comments in the show notes at buffalorumblings.com. You can send us an email at buffalorumblings at sbnation.com. All one word, Buffalo Rumblings. You can send us a text at that voicemail line too, 716-508-0405. Lots of ways for you to get your questions into Buffalo Rumblings Q and A. This week, not a whole lot uh, has changed since our last episode. The Bills hired an offensive line coach and a special teams coach, but we knew about both of them last Tuesday before we recorded our podcast. Especially for coach to replace Terry Biskey. So that's kind of waiting for now as the Bills uh, are down at the Senior Bowl, uh, taking a look at all of the college prospects that are going to be heading into the 2019 NFL Draft. So let's get started with today's questions. This week's question I'm getting a lot is, how important was it for the Buffalo Bills to re-sign Lorenzo Alexander? And the biggest bit of news from this past week was the Buffalo Bills and defensive tackle slash linebacker slash jack-of-all-trades on special teams Lorenzo Alexander uh, agreeing to a new one-year contract. Uh, the contract is worth a base value of $3 million and up to $4.55 million. Uh, the guy is an ageless wonder, it seems like, but of course we know that that's not always going to be the case. Uh, Alexander has said that this is probably going to be his last year. Uh, he says at some point in time you need to retire and he's got kids and um, they're, they're going to be going away to school and all this other stuff. So uh, Alexander's 35 years old. He was going to become an unrestricted free agent, but after the retirement announcement by Kyle Williams, the bills made it a priority to re-sign Alexander to keep a leader on the defensive side of the ball. And he played a ton of snaps in 2018. It's not like he's you know, on his way out a lot like Williams in that regard. They both played at very high levels and played a lot of snaps for the bills in 2018. To get a little bit more specific, Alexander played 629 snaps on defense, which was about 62% of the bills total. It was the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth most snaps on the defense. 
uh, right behind Kyle Williams. He played 171 snaps on special teams as well, which was, again, right around 8th or ninth on the team. And so his contributions were all over the field. Uh, he was able to pressure opposing QBs better than any other linebacker in the NFL. And he just made his presence known all over the place, in addition to being the team's spokesperson with the media and being a leader in the locker room. So having him back was very, very important to the Bills. Um, McDermott mentioned it in his press conference at the Senior Bowl, how important it was. And I think that the the biggest thing you can actually look at to see how important it was was how early it got done. Um, it, it was a lot later in the offseason last year when Kyle Williams received his one-year a contract extension. Uh, usually this kind of stuff waits until after the combine, but the Bills were able to knock this out relatively early in the offseason because both sides were very committed to getting it done, and the Bills were willing to open up the purse strings a little bit to get him here. I don't know how many 35-year-old linebackers are making $4 million. So it was uh, a good move by both sides. The Bills obviously have the cap space and uh, the leadership void. They need someone to keep um, their really young linebacker core um, a little bit more grounded. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds is 20 years old. Uh, Matt Milano is very young. So keeping those guys um, with some veteran leadership around them is, is super important. So I think it's a great signing. I think it was very important to both sides to get it done. And I'm really glad that they were able to do that. That's the question I'm getting a lot this week. <laughs> Hey, this is Ryan Brauch from Fredericksburg, Virginia, and I was just calling to see who you guys thought would be the biggest offensive piece in 2019 that's on the current roster that currently is not named Josh Allen. Thanks. Love your show. Bye. Hi, Ryan. Thanks for calling in. I visited Fredericksburg, Virginia, and the surrounding areas uh, frequently since I was uh, in middle school. So. I like that area a lot. I like the Washington, D.C. area a lot. So I was glad to get your uh, question this week. In answering your question, it's really hard not to say LaShawn McCoy because I do think that he's going to be on the roster in 2019. The Bills have committed and recommitted and re-recommitted to McCoy over and over and over again. It's not necessarily what I would do if I was running the team, but I'm also looking at it from the outside and not from you know what he brings to the locker room or his relationship with Josh Allen or or something like that. I'm just seeing it from the outside, and I don't think McCoy is worth the money that they're going to be paying him, and he may have even lost a step or two. So I'm not as committed to McCoy, um, but I, I do think he's going to be on the roster next season, and you would have to think that he's going to be getting a majority of the of the rushing attempts next year. I don't see them going with a running back high. Um, if they do move on from Chris Ivory or or Marcus Murphy or somebody like that too, like who the heck are they going to bring in to replace him? So, I mean, it's hard to look at the running back position and say anybody other than McCoy. Charles Kelly is going to be gone. Robert Foster certainly has a connection with Josh Allen, but probably won't be the number one receiver going into the 2019 season. I would expect them to add somebody either in free agency or the draft to kind of push him down into the third or fourth role, which he should excel at. Um, Isaiah McKenzie is just a guy. I don't expect him to really be a, a featured part of the offense. Uh, Zay Jones will certainly get a lot of looks, and he kind of came on as the season 
was drawing to its close and he developed a better relationship with Allen. So I'm going to go with McCoy and say Jones is the number two offensive playmaker behind, um, behind McCoy, at least at the start of the season. As the season progresses, maybe a rookie comes on, maybe you know whoever they bring in as that kind of number one receiver or the other number two receiver opposite of Zay Jones uh, might step into that role. But it's got to be shady now. And if anyone tells you different, they haven't been listening to Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean this offseason. Thanks again for your question. Our Twitter question of the day comes from Dan A, who asks, who are the second-year players that should take a huge step up in 2019? Of course, that question and the conversation around it are going to be directly influenced by Josh Allen and his development as the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. He performed really well after coming back from injury and was really able to stake his claim to the number one job heading into the 2019 season. Not that we didn't already think it was going to be his, but um, he's definitely the unquestioned starter going into 2019 and probably 2020. So he's got the team behind him. He's shown flashes of just brilliant play along with a bunch of mistakes, and now he's got to get rid of those mistakes. So he's the guy that everybody's going to be watching. Um, Kind of under the radar, because of all the attention being paid to Allen, has been Tremaine Edmonds, the very, very young linebacker who came in and was his head was swimming earlier, early in the 2018 season, for sure. Uh, He was getting run all over the place in the passing game, but as the 2018 season wore on, he really settled into his role, and by the end of 2018 was playing very, very well. He's a guy I anticipate taking a big jump into the 2019 season now that he's got you know his sea legs under him and he just has you know enough experience where he can be you know, a force to be reckoned with in 2019. He showed off some of his physical gifts in uh, pass coverage uh, toward the end of the season, picking off passes with his super long arms and just getting in passing lanes. He's a guy that I'm really looking forward to watching in the 2019 offseason and training camp into the preseason. Other guys I'm really excited for, uh, Harrison Phillips is going to get a shot uh, to replace Kyle Williams. It's not going to be a good fit. The Bills are probably going to add a penetrating defensive tackle. Phillips is more of the space-eating defensive tackle in the mold of Star Latulale, not Williams. But um, he's probably going to get some rotation there, I would think, during the offseason. But I wouldn't expect a huge jump from him. Taron Johnson already played a bunch of snaps as the nickel corner and should be slotted right back into there uh, now that his shoulder is feeling better. So he's another guy that could play a, a significant number of snaps in 2019. Um, to, to finish that off, uh, Robert Foster, who we talked about a little bit earlier in this podcast, is another guy that people might be expecting to take a big leap forward, and I'm actually expecting him to take a little bit of a step back. He came back and was super motivated after being released by the Bills in the middle of the 2018 season. But it's going to be hard for him to maintain that kind of eye of the tiger all off season and preseason and into the season, especially because the bills are going to be adding guys to directly compete with him and will be getting snaps ahead of him. So Foster's a guy that I expect to take a step back, but your question was, was about guys that'll take a step forward. Um, the last intriguing prospect, second year prospect I wanted to talk about was Mike Love, the defensive end who was able to swipe some snaps from Eddie Arbro 
over the course of the last couple weeks of the season. He's another guy that could come in and take a nice big step in 2019 and maybe uh, work his way onto the back end of the roster um, as the fourth defensive end or something like that, especially if the Bills don't add somebody in the draft or free agency. He's got a shot to make this roster and play his way into a rotational role or reserve role going forward because the Bills are aging out at that position and they're going to need people to step in and take over over the next couple of years. So, I mean, obviously it starts and ends with Allen, but beyond that, Edmonds and Taron Johnson uh, and Mike Love. We didn't talk about Levi Wallace yet, but he's a guy that I just expect to come in and, and be able to compete for the, the second cornerback job, which is remarkable for the second-year player out of Alabama who came in as an undrafted free agent. He's another guy that um, if he plays just as steady as he played in 2018, I think he'll have a shot at, at that starting cornerback job. And if he gets better, which you would hope he does, then, I mean, man, the sky's the limit for that kid. So lots of very promising senior players uh, to talk about uh, heading into the 2019 training camp and offseason. Thanks for your Twitter question. At Rumblings Q&A with the word and spelled out right in the middle of it. You can ask us questions there anytime, 24-7. Got another Twitter question for you sent to us at Rumblings Q&A on Twitter. And it's from at Intimidator TJ, who asks us, what hurdles do the Bills have getting top free agent O'Lyman to sign with Buffalo? Their agent, a perception of the city, or a perception that the Bills are not ready to compete at playoff level? I don't think that the Bills are going to have any problem getting offensive linemen to sign with them. They have a quarterback who showed signs of life at the end of the year. They've got LaShawn McCoy running the ball for right now. They've got an up-and-coming offensive coordinator who you know, coordinated for Tom Brady and a bunch of other guys. They got you know, running the football weather, which offensive linemen like because it's easier for them to lean on a guy in the run-blocking game than it is to kind of sit back and anchor in pass pro. Um Buffalo's got plenty of cap space. They do have an inexperienced offensive line coach, which could figure into the conversation. They also have an offensive coordinator and quarterback who like throwing deep. So the offensive line has to hold up just a touch longer, but Buffalo has a ton of cap space. Um, they're going to be in the conversation for every offensive lineman that hits the free agent market, whether it's Matt Paradise at center um, on down the line. So the Bills are definitely going to be focused on bringing in an upgrade on the offensive line. And I don't know if the bills have to do really anything to convince folks to come just because they played really well as the season progressed. Well, maybe really well is too strong, but they played better. They showed signs of life. They showed that they're on the upswing. And so that's one of the reasons I was advocating so hard for them to, to continue playing and not tank and do all that other stuff. Like, I mean, if you're looking at the bills and you're looking at the, the Cardinals, they both need offensive line help. They both have salary cap space, but the Cardinals were a complete dumpster fire, and everyone just got fired over there. Do you want to come play for Sean McDermott or this brand-new coaching staff in Arizona? So, I mean, McDermott has a, a good reputation. Allen played well. Dable called well. So I think that the Bills are a team that's on the rise, and, and folks are going to be able to see that. I mean, it's not as big of a rise as the Colts potentially, but it still could you know, be a really good train to hop on early. Thanks for your question, TJ. And you can always reach us at Rumblings Q&A on Twitter.
we're a little late on the audio questions this week. That just means that we need more of you to call in at 716-508-0405 and leave us questions. Uh, you can leave us questions 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It goes straight to voicemail. And we would love to have you um, asking questions on our podcast. Uh, this next Twitter question comes from at Hurl71. Uh, what are the chances the Bills land Le'Veon Bell or Antonio Brown? I still think that the chances that they land Antonio Brown are somewhere in the 1% to 2% range. I think the, the most likely event is he's going to end up staying with the Pittsburgh Steelers, whether that means he has to mend some fences with Ben Roethlisberger and uh, you know cross the bridge and talk to um, his head coach, Mike Tomlin. I still think that's the most likely scenario. The Steelers owe, or have the same cap hit whether he's on the team or not. So it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for them to let a super talented wide receiver leave when they're going to be paying him anyway. Um, I, I don't think that we need to worry about Ben Roethlisberger or Mike Tomlin being undermined by other players on the team just because Antonio Brown says something. So I, I do think that's the most likely scenario. Um, on the other end of it, I don't know if the Bills want to pay that much in salary and send a premium draft pick to the Steelers for a guy that's going to be questioning the the quarterback, specifically the quarterback of the future, and a guy that doesn't have the cachet that Ben Roethlisberger has around the league and with free agents and all the other guys on the team. So I think it would be pretty dangerous to add Antonio Brown to that, to that locker room just because of how young and experienced Allen is in dealing with, you know, NFL locker rooms and just other guys, NFL personalities. Bell is a little bit more of an interesting scenario. Um, the Bills could release LaShawn McCoy and save the money and then spend a whole bunch of it on Le'Veon Bell. I'm not sure if I'm in the camp that I want them to do that, but at least it would kind of fit with the MO a little bit of some past coaches in Buffalo. Now I don't know what Brandon Bean thinks and I don't know what Sean McDermott thinks about run and you know stopping the run and all that stuff, but Bell would be an intriguing place uh, in Buffalo. Um, if I was him, I'd go to Indianapolis because they have more cap space than the Bills and they have Andrew Luck and a super talented offensive line. So if I'm Bell, I take a little bit of a discount and go to Indianapolis because I mean, you'll be able to do whatever you want there. Um, and the Bills have a very suspect offensive line and a second-year quarterback. So that's just me if I'm Le'Veon Bell. Uh, but I'm not. <laughs> and uh, so I think the Bills could definitely make a, a pretty good offer to to Bell. Um, I'll still put it at less than 5% that he comes to Buffalo because there's going to be a lot of competition for him. And um, like I said, there's going to be other landing spots for him that are potentially better situations. So uh, what, 5%? Let's say 5%. It's still pretty good odds. I mean, it, there's a lot lower odds for other guys out there. So, I mean, just think about how many other teams there are. 100 divided by 32 just puts you at, you know, what, 3% just based on simple math and odds and chances like that. So, I mean, if I'm saying it's more than a normal team, that's, you know, that's not that bad. Thanks for your question, Hurl. And uh, you can all send us tweet questions at rumblings, Q&A, with the word and spelled out right in the middle of it. Another Twitter question comes our way. This one from at Crazy Bill Fan LA, who is in Los Angeles, and no doubt dealing with some pre-Super Bowl hype going 
out and about about the Rams. Hopefully they're going to beat the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. So uh, he can root for them, at least in the city that is called home for the Rams. Never thought I'd be rooting for Los Angeles, but here we are. Uh, he asks, uh, do you think Ray Ray McLeod will be put on the practice squad uh, since we have signed Duke Williams? Uh, or is everyone going to have to battle for a roster positioning during training camp? I think the wide receiver spot is wide open. Ray Ray McLeod did something that the Bills wouldn't acknowledge and McLeod wouldn't acknowledge during the season. They got him left behind on a flight when the Bills were playing an away game. He was deactivated. He was just not used at all. And really Isaiah McKenzie has usurped him as that kind of gadget, you know, running uh, slash uh, punt returner kind of receiver. So um, I, I think his spot on the roster is tenuous. Uh, I don't even know if he would make the practice squad at this point. They haven't really really invested a ton in him. So um, I'm not worried about that. And I really don't think that Duke Williams plays any role in that. Uh, if Williams makes the roster or really does anything, uh, even making the practice squad, I'd be surprised. The, the history just isn't there for wide receivers to make the transition from the CFL to the NFL, so I'm not counting on Williams to do anything. Um, I think McLeod should be way more worried about the fact that the Bills are going to add at least two wide receivers this offseason in addition to signing Williams. It'll probably be you know three legitimate wide receivers plus some undrafted guys and things like that. So you know if you go from the top down and you've got Zay Jones, who's pretty much locked up, you know, a spot on that rotation. You've got Robert Foster who played great in 2018. It would take something really big happening for him to get cut in 2019. Uh, McKenzie's ahead of him. Um, Duke Williams, there's a bunch of other guys that are going to be competing for him, not just the guys that they're bringing in. So I think his spot on the roster is tenuous and even a spot on the practice squad would be tenuous after whatever happened last year. And so um, yeah, I do think that's a big possibility um, that Ray Ray McLeod will be put on the practice squad. Thanks for your question, and uh, have fun over these next week, this next week and a half, rooting for an LA team to beat the Patriots, or really just root for uh, any team to beat the Patriots. I don't care who it is. So, yeah, go Rams. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week's episode of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A. My name is Matt Warren, Editor-in-Chief. If you want to get a hold of us and leave your voicemails so that we can answer them on air, our phone number is 716-508-0405. You can tweet us at Rumblings Q&A. Send us an email at buffalorumblings at sbnation.com. You can send us a text at 716-508-0405. All questions are fair game. We obviously love having the audio of your voice asking us the question since, you know, podcast, audio, good stuff. Uh, If you haven't done so yet, please go and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. You'll get Buffalo Rumblings Q&A along with Circling the Wagons and Blitzed Bill's the three podcasts on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. You can rate us and uh, and comment and let people know what you like about us. Um, If you have something you don't like about us, why don't you send me an email (laughs) so that we don't have to worry about that on the podcast rating. Thanks again for tuning in this week. Uh, We've got the senior bowl coming up 
and lots of other Bills news as we approach the Pro Bowl and the Super Bowl and the real beginning of the 2019 offseason. Thanks for tuning in. More to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.